Hello, world singers. My name is Tyler. And my name is Brooke. And this is Cosmere Conversations. everyone mainly us to Welcome the microphone back. yes <laughs> it is so great to be here it has been a while we hope you all had a wonderful summer and or winter depending on which hemisphere that you are in that's true hopefully everyone had a wonderful time whatever time of year they are in we have been off for the last couple of months and whenever you rejoin us we want to let you know that a Y'all are amazing because there were so many people who reached out and were like, what's going on? Where are you? I need your input. I yeah. need your thoughts. I need to make sure you're alive. Yeah. There were so many concerns and everyone, the love is overwhelming. Which is very nice. It's nice to, you know, be missed. We were and we missed you in turn. There were many a times when we were like, oh my goodness, this has happened. Should we have an emergency podcast? <laughs> we said we were going to go on a break and then immediately I feel like there was so much Cosmere news coming out and I was like, oh my God, maybe we should get back on the mic. We missed the wave, but that's okay. It's okay. We needed a break. And we got one. The summer has been lovely. And Brandon, because let's be honest, people, you might like us, but really what you want is we're Brandon-based for Brandon. updates. I want to give a couple of shout outs before we get into the project update from this summer, give you a little bit of feedback on what's been happening, some news, some looking forwards, big, exciting things we got planned. But this is almost a little bit of a catch up episode. Like what's been going on? You know, we're back from summer break. What'd you do? Oh my gosh. Who hooked up with who? Let's talk about the syllabus. We are. (laughs) I led with who was hooking up with who and you went to. Let's check out that syllabus, which is yeah. so perfect. I we need to know you. what's going on in the next upcoming months. I need to put it in my planner. I want to marry you all over. <laughs> so we are going to catch up and look forward. But first, a couple of shout outs, because say it with me, Matt M. Hashtag all spoilers all the time is back. We are here. We are bringing you as many spoilers as possible. And Matt has been missing the spoilers in his life. He's been living a spoiler-free summer. And he's like, nay, nay, no more. We also need to give a shout out to Stacy, Kyle, at Lord Ost on Twitter, and Shane. All of you people, you reached out on different mediums and different sources. And Spencer. Spencer L. sent us a very nice message saying, I hope everything is okay and everything is fine. But thanks for checking in, Spencer. So it means a lot. Appreciate all of you different individuals. Brooke, do you want to hit us with some updates about Brandon? This is taken from right now. In this moment, I captured this on the date September 25th, 2022. Where's Brandon at? We are 100% complete on the Wax and Wayne book four, as I think we can all surmise as it is coming out very soon now. He's also 100% done with the final draft of Secret Project number two. Unfortunately, not as much movement on Stormlight 5, which we'll talk about a little bit. He is on the first draft of Stormlight 5 and about 16% of the way done with that. And then his Dark One novel is about 10% finished. Dark One is out now as a graphic novel. It is not a Cosmere work. However, if you like graphic novels, it is available on all of those different sources. And Brandon is transcribing that? No, he's just turning that into a full-length novel for those of us who don't like graphics. We're like, squiggly lines only, please. (laughs) I do not prefer your pictures. I want only words. Well, you can also tell a different type of story with only words versus being confined to like small boxes and having to depict everything visually. That's true. There are restrictions in the medium, basically. And so when you enter into the novel medium, you get more options that you didn't have as a graphic novel. Interestingly, White Sand went the other way. Brandon wrote a draft novel, and it does exist in its draft form out there on the internet. But the 
White Sand graphic novel is really where the effort was put into. So this is kind of going the opposite direction, which I find cool. Yeah. Let's get into some sort of current events, news, what's been going on in the Cosmere and the Brandon verse. Firstly, so many people have asked us about this. The Dawn Shard audiobook is now available. So if you are an audiobook reader and you have been waiting for the Dawn Shard one, it's available. Go get it. You can do it now. Speaking of restrictions on the medium, there are not that many audiobook readers. In fact, Brandon almost exclusively use Michael and Kate at this point. And so if they're busy, they're busy. They like can't squeeze in Brandon's extra yeah. work. And the talent of these creators on the different audio sources, I've seen a couple now that people are playing around with things. There's like some stories going on, almost like incorporating elements of theater into. Yeah, readings. we're like, really I'm like getting back to a like radio play almost era, which is cool. It's exciting. And I th- hope that with companies like Spotify and Google kind of getting in more to podcasts and audiobooks, they're like kind of merging those mediums maybe a little There's bit. There's also a new one called, I think it's Libro FM. Mm-hmm which supports your local bookstores. Yes. So if you would like to buy audiobooks and you don't want to give money to Amazon, that's your option. Fantastic. And Don Shard is available now. There have been several updates this summer about new Kickstarter projects, new games, yep. new cooperations. And there is a way bigger passionate fandom in this regard than I would have expected from yeah. a novel-based it's group such, of people. Like, Yeah, the Kickstarters are such a clear depiction of the fandom. And I think how much the fandom has grown mm-hmm. like since even we started this podcast for example i think we were like the second cosmere podcast in existence and now there's like 10 yes there is what now what we expected what there we was wanted back in the day but there yeah. wasn't so we had to make our own instead yeah, exactly but yeah these kickstarters uh it's kind of inspiring to see how many other people are cosmere nerds just like us Right now we have the minifigure Kickstarter going on. I think that's still going for another couple of weeks as this podcast releases. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. If you are a figurine lover, that's for you. They honestly are really cool. I personally am not a figure painter, but I kind of wish I was just because they're really cool. Yeah, we're going to get you there because you are a crafter. And I am a crafter. Like, it's not too far of a leap. I could become a figure painter. Yeah, I want to bring a couple of things. One is just some facts. We're talking about 12,000 backers for this Kickstarter. $2.4 million blowing past any goals they had and they still have two weeks to go of course but what i think is most important about these collectibles these figurines is that Brotherwise games has been working with brandon on these for over a year and a half mm-hmm. while the big kickstarter that happened earlier this year was the real newsmaker this has actually been in production longer they have been working on yeah. these figurines longer and most importantly these figurines are considered by Dragonsteel at large and Brandon specifically as the canon versions of these characters. Yes. Brandon talked a little bit about this on one of the live streams. Basically, there's so many artistic renderings and so much interest. And as more things get more complicated. Well, yeah. So I think his stance has always been that he really wanted to leave it up to the individual's imagination for how they wanted to imagine and depict the various characters in Stormlight Archive and his other works specifically. And he didn't really see a need or have a desire to sort of police that and tell Mm -hmm. the various artists on the internet and people creating things based on his work, you know, oh, actually, that's not the way this person looks, et cetera, et cetera, which I think is really cool. And I think emotionally, that is still his standpoint that he wants to support other creators and artists uh, having their own interpretations and depictions. However, as we will talk about in just a moment, with the 
amount of attention and the number of very large projects that are starting to become possible for the Cosmere, just purely on a business level, they had to start coming up with some canon versions of the characters to put out there. And so... Brotherwise Games was working with the lead artist, Isaac Stewart, for the past year and a half on creating these figurines. And so they are the most accurate renderings of these characters. And there's a bunch, but they are primarily from the Stormlight Archive at this time. Brotherwise Game, of course, did another version of their Call to Adventure game for the Stormlight Archive. So they're locked into that world, but it also is a case, I think, of you start with the popular thing if that's successful, as these Kickstarters are. There's possibilities that they jump into other Cosmere stories as well. You think they'll do like figurines for Mistborn or something? I think that could be the next logical step. Yeah. And especially if there is further interest from Hollywood, which we'll talk about in a moment on Mistborn specifically. So if like that's going to become a movie, yeah. it would make sense that you would also tie in some yeah. figurines to that as <laughs> yeah. well. So speaking of that, as probably everyone has heard by now, there was a viral quote from a Brandon live stream saying that by this time next year, he will be on set of some unknown Cosmere project with all of the attention that the Kickstarter from earlier this year brought to his work. He has been placed in really a position of power. We've talked a few times over the years about Brandon's um, film or television aspirations and the way that various deals were sort of falling through or going through. Most recently, I remember reading that he was working on his Mistborn script. He had like tried Mm -hmm. to have a few different people and companies do a script for him and didn't really like any of them. So he had just started writing his own. Now he's got Hollywood just knocking on his door. He's been in a bunch of meetings with, he says, basically every major film studio and they are all offering basically whatever he wants. Yeah, it caused quite a bit of speculation if you were at all online over this summer i'm sure that you picked up waves of it about what is going to be happening who is going to be producing it what the budgets are going to be like does this mean that it's not just a single project but actually a cosmere extended universe like is that package deal part of things yeah like is everything gonna get picked up yes and yeah this is still highly speculative as yeah no, no official one... announcements have been made however there have been things that brandon has said in his live streams all that point to a situation beyond most people's wildest dreams <laughs> yeah i think that brandon has been explicit in the past about his desire to maintain control of these projects and that it was part of the purpose of the Kickstarter to prove the power, the size, and the money of the fandom. So to all of you, I think we did it. I think that (laughs) this was- Well done, team. Yeah, it was just- and not us, obviously, like we didn't do anything. No, but the team. The team all of our listeners, did it yeah. all. Like we might be the bat boy who brings the bats <laughs> to y'all, who knocking it out of the park with your dollar dollar bills. And Brandon said this in a previous live stream when he was asked about the budgets and specifically CGI and how much CGI would be possible for what are alien worlds, like Rashar specifically. And he said, paraphrasing, but the quote is accurate with the budgets that are being presented to us no amount of cgi is going to be outside the realm of possibility when it comes to creating something like rashar there were big worries about how you're going to do the spren how many right. spren are you going to introduce which i think is you know still going to be somewhat of an issue where you have to really think and like budget yes. where and when you're going to put your cgi and in a world like rashar which is supposed to have spren around basically all the time mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's an incredible amount if you're trying to be accurate to the books. And so a lot of people were speculating that Spren 
shown would be pared down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, you only see a spren in the glory moments when like Dalinar catches the blade, you get one glory spren, something like that. Right. Instead of the life spren that is like sort oozing of out of the planet. Yes. Yeah. And while I don't know what is going to happen, Brandon seems confident that his yeah. vision <laughs> is going to be within the budget possibilities of what is being offered. And if that's very exciting. Yeah. If that's the case, we are talking about the biggest of the big, every big name production, whether it's TV, something like Game of Thrones, the recent Rings of Power or Wheel of Time, or a movie like the Marvel or DC, you know, the big tentpole Mm -hmm. features. That's what we have to be expecting now that Brandon will be on the set of sometime next year. (laughs) We have no words. My mind is too blown. This is the culmination now of like a decade of fandom, maybe like more in terms of (laughs) we lost a couple of years to the pandemic. I don't know how time works anymore. But it's been a long time of experiencing this with y'all as friends in person, finding little pockets of fandoms that we can hang out. And it seems like next year, everything could be different. You could be one of the people who's like, I read the books. That's you listening right now. If you're listening to this, you're definitely one of the people who like, oh, I read the books before they became movies. Yeah. Congrats. We're the annoying people now. <laughs> I am very excited that this is going to be happening. Imagining being able to see these worlds brought to life in a visual medium is super exciting. I also, of course, as like an OG fan, as you were just saying, I have a little bit of uh, trepidation. Mm. Yeah, apprehension. Mostly excitement. I'm really hoping that it's going to be Mistborn first. I hope we get like a three movie series from all of the Mistborn era one. one. Mm -hmm. Just because it's finished, Mm -hmm. like it's quite neat. Yes. And I just don't want it to be a Game of Thrones situation where we're going to start, you know, a 10 season television show when we only have. Five. Not even half of the book's done. Absolutely. I, there's a risk. There's always a risk. What I found interesting is that some people on the Brandon Sanderson subreddit posted a video from an interview with George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones. And he said right now in regards to the new Game of Thrones series, House of the Dragon, that it is very difficult for him to get creative control decision making mm. in Hollywood yeah. right now yeah. as George R. R. Martin today in 2022. If that's the case, then any amount of control that Brandon gets is a win yeah. and is a rarity. I think he has been pretty explicit over the years about wanting to have at least a certain amount of control if he is going to give like his magnum opus and mm-hmm. all of his life's work to someone else to adapt and that's why like nothing has happened before this because he's been he's had very strong boundaries in what he's looking for so my guess is if we're looking at him being on set sometime next year it sounds like studios have been willing to offer him the type of control that he's always been looking for now i do want to at least undercut the announcement slightly by saying that we probably shouldn't get our hopes up too much. Of course. It is bad to speculate too wildly. (laughs) For example, I think there might be a a difference in conversation or a difference in level when you're looking at something like your normal Marvel movie. I'm talking your Ant-Man's, your Thor, Love and Thunder, and Ragnarok, the huge movies, the $100 million plus budgets, or like $500 million plus budgets big productions but there's another level that i don't think brandon's gonna be at and this is maybe like your in games or your avatars you know your james cameron projects that take 10 years and i think that we should probably yeah expect something akin to early or mid marvel and not something that is going to like change the entire world of cinema in any way shape or form like Let's uh let's just hold back a little bit of the joy because it's about to break through. I think you're the through. only one. It's no, I'm holding back a storm, a dam. I'm the dam. The Hoover Dam stretched out is me, just holding it all back. However, the real caveat to this exciting news is the fact that 
because Brandon has been spending so much time on Hollywood-related things, he has not been writing Stormlight 5, and therefore we are not going to get Stormlight 5 for an additional year. (laughs) So instead of getting it next fall, it will be the fall of 24. Stormlight 5, 2024, biggest gap ever between a Stormlight book and then the plan was always to have a even bigger gap between Stormlight 5 ending and the continuation of Stormlight. So we are looking at 2024 to get Stormlight. We'll see you then. Right. And (laughs) then after that, it may be five years. Like I could imagine a long, long gap before. I mean, he will be writing other things and writing other things in the Cosmere. It's not a Cosmere that time. Gap. It's yes. not like a complete break where he's going to drop off the map. But we're going to be waiting for a while for the rest of Stormlight. So that's really the big bummer. So let's bump it back up with some excitement because there is fun in between now and then starting in just a couple of months with Dragonsteel Con. The mini- convention i don't know if they're going like full bore this is a vidcon or a comic-con that's too much but this is a nerdy niche con yeah i mean it's just for brandon sanderson stuff and other nerdy stuff is happening as well at dragonsteel con the tickets i believe have been sold out for a while but we wish you all the best who may be going november 14th to the 15th i think you can see some friends from the 17th shard there if you are interested. And Brandon also gave a shout out. There's a little special mention, just in case you happen to be in the area, the Salt Lake City area. Brandon is going to be at another convention for Magic the Gathering the weekend prior. So like November 7th to the 8th, Brandon's just going to be hanging out with a bunch of people playing Magic the Gathering in Salt Lake City. There are still tickets available for that because I think Brandon just announced that he is, you know, trying to sell some tickets to these peeps. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you're already going to Dragon Con, maybe you're in the area, go check out the Magic the Gathering convention as well in Salt Lake City. Okay, that wraps us on sort of updates, gets us all caught up on where we're at in sort of the business of the Cosmere as it stands at this moment. Now, the close news is that The Lost Metal, the next Wax and Wayne book, is coming out in like six weeks, something like that. Maybe a little bit more. Six to eight weeks. It's going to be here. It's coming soon. So here on Cosmere Conversations, we are going to be preparing. Many people have asked us if we're going to be doing a reread, which we are not. We do have a pretty recent reread series in the back catalog. So if you want a refresher on Mistborn in general or Wax and Wayne specifically, that's there for you. We are going to do a special exclusive reread on the Patreon this year. So if you're a patron, we will be talking about our current reread. And if you're interested in hearing our current thoughts, you can join us there. But here on the main pod, we are just going to be diving into some of the details of the Wax and Wayne world, bringing out all of those little things that we need to remember, that we need to know, that we need to keep our eyes out for in The Lost Metal. Yeah, so deep dives and collective conversations going on on the Patreon for Era 2, leading up to The Lost Metal. And most of the upcoming episodes are listener requested. So tune in and see if we're doing the episode you asked for. What I would love to dive into now is a description from Tor about The Lost Metal. It's not what's going on on the back of the book summary, but it is kind of like that. I feel it's what they yeah. did in the digital world for that. It's a little bit longer, I think, than probably something that would be on the back of the book, but it gives us just a little snapshot of what we can expect for the lost metal. So I will say if you are a person who's wanting to go in completely blind with absolutely no idea what's going to happen in the book, there will be some of that coming up. If you would like no spoilers for The Lost Metal, skip ahead to 47 minutes, 16 seconds. Can you start off reading the first paragraph for us? 
Quote, For years, frontier lawman turned big city senator Waxillium Ladrian has hunted the shadowy organization The Set with his late uncle and his sister among their leaders since they started kidnapping people with the power of allomancy in their bloodlines. When Detective Marasi Colmes and her partner Wayne find stockpiled weapons bound for the outer city of Bilming, this opens a new lead. Conflict between Elendel and the outer cities only flavors the set, and their tendrils now reach to the Elendel Senate, whose corruption Wax and Steris have sought to expose, and Bilming is even more entangled, end quote. An excellent first paragraph. Now let's dissect, because I feel like there's already there's a bunch so of much. stuff I know. in there. Big city senator, Wax. Yeah. Now this was a path that was set before him in the third book. Definitely him kind of taking that role upon himself. Mm -hmm. But then what we get about kind of his current goings on and the continued conflict between the outer cities and Elendel and that class discrimination. Yeah. And like the escalation of the conflict with these weapons, you know, it makes you wonder if we're looking at a true civil war type scenario. And I love that. There is this through line in Era 2. It's in Era 1 as well, but the class divisions, I think, are far more interesting in Era mm. 2 and the complexity. Yeah, they're a little bit more complex, exactly. And modern, Whereas... of course, as well, because Era 2 is about modernization, right. and so you get those kind of workers rights and the yeah. individual rights versus a, what is a corporation and like all of these big swirling questions that we are still dealing with exactly as a society. yeah i think a lot of the themes that come up in these books are so applicable to the things that we see in our lives every day as you're saying these issues that came up you know for us decades ago but we're still dealing with them and then we're watching these characters sort of just realize them, just begin to start to grapple with them. And the interestingness of this like transitional period for a society as they industrialize. And we have Detective Marasi having right now been in Alloy of Law, book one. I love seeing the growth of all of these yeah. characters, but Marasi is amazing partnering with Wayne. That's wonderful. Love that combo. I love that Brandon is able to bring these people together, Wax and Wayne, and it's their story and it, they're the buddy cop. And then he introduces these other characters. And now it's kind of like Wax and Steris, Wayne and Marasi. Mm -hmm. And we also have other characters that we'll talk about throughout Era 2. Let's go to the next section of this summary. Continuing on. Quote, after Wax discovers a new type of explosive that can unleash unprecedented destruction and realizes that the set must already have it, an immortal Chandra serving Skadriel's god reveals that Harmony's power is blocked in Bilming. That means the city has fallen under the influence of another god, Trell, worshipped by the set. And Trell isn't the only factor at play from the larger Cosmere. Morassi is recruited by offworlders with strange abilities who claim their goal is to protect Skadriel at any cost. End quote. Ah. We have okay. other oh offworlders. So many things. Let's go to the beginning and then yeah. work forward from there. First of all, explosive of unprecedented destruction. Obviously, we think like atom bomb scenario. Totally terrible. Bummer. We've talked a little bit about atom bomb possibilities with surge binding. Mm, yes. I feel like I need to go back to the metal charts and be like, hmm, what could make an atom bomb out of these metals if you made like a cube device with them or something? Yeah, there is a explosive reaction when water and oh, any yeah, amount an of metal. Water, yes, in the et metal has an explosive reaction. It does say that he discovered that, so I don't know if he discovered that in the last book or that he's discovering that in the new book, The Lost I think metal. it's a new one. So I, what if it's an et metal times a bunch? Yeah. And it is reactive, maybe just air or, or something yeah. even more dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so that would make sense and maybe be along the lines. I need to go back to the metal chart because how many metals are on Scadrial? There's so many alloys and so many different yeah. things going on. It's hard to say it's like, a little there's a chart anymore. You know, it's yeah, so that's convoluted. True. That's true. 
Then, of course, we have the mention of the Chondra coming to wax, as we've seen in the other two books. Maybe it's a new Chondra. Maybe it's one of the same ones that we've seen. However, this revelation that Harmony's power is blocked and that Trell influence has increased since we last were on Scadrial is very interesting. And then that's increased by the fact that this is not even the only factor from the larger Cosmere at play here. There seems to be this center of Trell, and then what this summary is clearly differentiating on is another group of offworlders who are promising to protect Scadrial, but then dot 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 at any cost. So this yeah, makes I me think like... of like a group of Thanos people oh who are gosh. all just like, we will save you for the greater good. <laughs> but I don't know anybody like that in the Cosmere right now. I This is really exciting because Scadrial and Rashar have sort of always been the big Cosmere worlds. However, Rashar has always seemed more important. You know, the books are longer. There's a lot more clear influence from world hoppers and external forces and things like that. And I feel like this paragraph is really elevating Scadrial to that same situation where you have people from all over the Cosmere sort of converging on Scadrial and saying like, no, 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 this world is important. Like we need to get involved here in some way, whether it's Trell trying to gain power or world hoppers, like who knows? They might be from Silverlight. They mm-hmm. might be from the 17th Shard. Elantris they might be, is my guess. Yeah, they might be from Elantris. They might be Surge Binders, right? Where are we at in the timeline? For timeline purposes, that's an interesting question. Era 2 is supposed to happen after Book 5 in the Stormlight. So whatever happens in the next 10 days, you know, mm-hmm. from Book 4, yeah. is all before some of the events of Era 2. Right. I think there could be a little bit of overlap, mm-hmm. but Harmony mentions creating wax or setting up wax yeah. in Book 4 of we, Stormlight. To be fair, we don't necessarily know when that letter was written. 100%. Just because, just because it's in Book 4 doesn't mean Harmony was writing it concurrently. That is correct. But I think that we can at least surmise that it is maybe possible that Rasharians, because of whatever happens in book five, are more invested off-world. Like, that could be sure. a situation. Mm-hmm. And we d- we don't just have one group of surge binders. Remember, we have the listeners, the group of the original Parshendi, who are, like, vowing not to fight. What if their vow not to fight is to leave Rashar, to go into the cognitive realm and, like, explore the Cosmere that way, looking for a place... And maybe they become like type of Cosmere protectors. They're like, your world's in danger, just like our world was in danger. We lost. We don't want Mm. you to lose. And so they could be Parshendi that are arriving on Scadrial. What if it's the Sleepless? It could be. Wow, that would be. That would be cool. Really crazy. There's so many possibilities. Lots of speculation. Love it all. I think that Trell intrigues me more because there is... This long-standing relationship, history of Trellism on Scadrial Mm -hmm. existing before the Lord Rulers rise and maintained Mm -hmm. its presence there. So there is an interesting relationship already on Scadrial with Trell. And then the set obviously amplified that and Trell themselves must also have some desire that we have no real access to. Yeah. Do you think... That at the end of Wax and Wayne, Harmony is going to fall and Trell is going to take over. I really hate that idea because I love my boy Harmony. But also, I do think that a devastating loss would be an interesting mix into the Cosmere. I'm kind of thinking it may come in Stormlight Archive. Yeah. But what if it came in the form of Scadrial instead? That we had a okay. setback. Alternate. A setback. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. That was a great pun. Everybody's going to laugh at that. You're all laughing. <laughs> what if alternate ending, Harmony merges with Trell? What happens when Harmony and Autonomy become one? Absorb? Yeah. 
Okay. What's, what is that shard? Everyone hit us with your names Ooh, for that shard. Yeah, because you have preservation and ruin. They make yeah, harmony. Exactly. And add Trell into that mix. Mm-hmm. Add autonomy into that mix. What do you get? I still think that autonomy is very interesting in this divergent, independent mind, obviously autonomous, that is going yeah, on. You mean the way that it has different avatars of itself everywhere? Yes, different avatars that seemingly have relatively normal situations like they don't all seem like a for example a herald they're not all autonomy heralds well, walking really, around the only one that we've seen is like barely even in white sand so i feel like we don't really know enough to be able to say anything definitive yeah fair enough but i find the concept that unlike other shards that we've seen autonomy doesn't just corrupt people but seems to like inhabit a person and Mm. so therefore could a scadrian or even a shard be corrupted enough by autonomy that they think i do want to be autonomy like i do want to be autonomous and then that's is that enough to like change them into it's not a servant of autonomy but maybe it is a servant of autonomy is it like a hive mind i don't know what's going on i have so much questions about autonomy yeah i think it's a little bit like a hive mind that's sort of my impression but i think they're well yeah we don't know we'll have to see (laughs) hit us up with some of your thoughts on autonomy and do you think that there has to be an active presence of the shard on scadrial or can it operate more like a thought virus is the set just spreading the idea of autonomy around and therefore he gains power i think because this description says specifically that harmony's power is blocked Mm -hmm. in a specific place i think autonomy must have been successful in planting some piece of itself some avatar or something a splinter maybe in that city yeah I agree. I think that there is something bigger going on in Bilming that would say maybe a true avatar of autonomy is present. And there's just so many interesting things. Because of what we know about splinters and the way that that impacts mortals, I have big questions about is autonomy splintering themselves a bunch of times? I think so. And it's like, I've discovered how to splinter myself most effectively as a shard. And then like I give just the right amount of splinter to you have autonomy. Yeah. But at any moment I have full control. And so he has like an army of hive minders out there. I don't know if it would be able, like I don't know how much autonomy would be able to assert control because of its prime directive of autonomy. Like I think it would be against its quote unquote programming to then assert control over its avatars. Oh, this is so interesting. And we have other shards who may be in the mix here. Whimsy, inventions. There are so many possibilities. And it seems like you said, a convergence is happening around Scadrial yeah. that maybe we were originally planning for to only happen on Rashar. Now seems like Scadrial is coming to the fore. Okay, to continue this description, the last paragraph, quote, Harmony's vision of future possibilities comes to an abrupt halt tomorrow night, with only blackness after that. It's a race against time, and Wax must choose whether to set aside his rocky relationship with God and once again become the sword that Harmony has groomed him to be. If no one steps forward to be the hero Scadrial needs, the planet and its millions of people will come to a sudden and calamitous ruin." End quote. Hitting us with all. Dun, dun, dun. I know, exactly. Like that is some dark Darth Vader-esque music that is just <laughs> playing right there. Calamitous ruin. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm a little terrified. I am worried about Wax in this role of like the Sword mm-hmm. of Harmony. That's capitalized, by the way. The sword is capitalized. Yeah. And I think that there is an aspect of then succeeded in her, you know, godlike journey or her her huge mission. And I'm wondering if Wax is going to fail, if there's going to be that type of parallel that exists. Yeah, it's really too bad that Harmony doesn't know Kaladin. (laughs) 
Kaladin's like, I've been waiting my entire life to be the sword that God wants. All you had to do was ask. Yeah, I and was Wax is like, I really don't want this. This is the difference between a 17-year-old and a 40-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely why militaries recruit 17-year-olds Wax and not 40-year-olds. Wax is just like, you know, I would really like to just be at home with my cool wife, like looking awesome. through our household ledgers. And Being a senator seems fun. Yeah, you know, just making things better for the people in my city. Probably not an option for either him or Kaladin. But that is an excellent point, is that really, we're just at a lack of necessary Kaladin. Like, the world's <laughs> need some more Kaladin. Can and... they do a body swap? Yeah, exactly. Can this be a body swap comedy? Oh, man, that's a new trope that brandon can subvert <laughs> by just mixing it you guys thought this was an epic journey no classic body swap yeah comedy. but in this circumstance it's like a hemallergic body swap where they this is getting dark staple now. the spirit web of the other person into their body that's how they do it to make it Cosmere. cosmere appropriate yeah okay a lot of darkness to make it cosmere appropriate but i agree they don't that's die. the way that's that it just would have to the way that they do it that's just the way that it has, you know, the magic orb or the uh, yeah. lucky penny that you throw into a fountain uh -huh. or the cursed mummy that is going to body swap you for some reason. <laughs> just be like, wow, mummy, that was a weird curse. Very specific. Yeah. Just, I thought you just wouldn't want me to interrupt your mumminess, but instead body swap. <laughs> How dare you interrupt my sleep? Body swap. Okay. A lot of potential. From us mainly, not Brandon. He's, you know, he's not delivering. We gold. This is yeah. comedy gold here. Yeah. Brandon, hit us up if you ever need new story ideas. What I'm most intrigued, like being serious, very serious. Okay. So serious. Serious faces on. Put them on. And what I am serious about is how is Harmony's vision of future possibilities being ended? Like he sees all future possibilities, mm -hmm. as we've seen from other shards and splinters, and he knows that tomorrow night, so there's a one-day book mm -hmm. as well, which yeah, I kind of like. Exciting. Yes, exactly. And so he knows that his vision of the future stops tomorrow. Is that because, as you mentioned, Harmony dies at the end of tomorrow? Right. And so, duh, he can't see past his own demise. Mm -hmm. Is that Scadriel dies, you know, oh, epic sure. end? Oh, uh sure. -huh. Or is that simply part of this blocking that maybe Trell is able to do right. is an interruption of things and not yeah. necessarily a, a guaranteed end. That's what I was going to say. Like, it could just be sort of a cloud obscuring his vision. A Renarin Colin, if you can will. Be, yeah, exactly. And the cloud can be dispersed if we can address Trell, Renarin presumably. Renarin can walk away and find love with Relaine. And when they have the power of love together, not corrupted future sight. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining for the Stormlight. Again, That's these beautiful. ideas are gold. These yeah. ideas are gold. But I think there is definitely the possibility of Harmony dying. That would break my heart almost more than Wax or anyone in the crew dying in, in book two. Or, or two. okay, I guess there's an alternate scenario where Harmony realizes he might die and then like abandons the planet and becomes like the shard that is just trying to hide and survive goes somewhere oh, else and interesting. is like, look, Retreats. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to survive. A tactical retreat. But like, I can't die because the Cosmere needs me harmony. harmony. And mm. so for the greater good, I'm going to run away and sort of consign Scadriel to being taken over by Trell. Wow. That is actually a really good call because I love, I love the idea that someone needs to go out and get all the other shards together. Harmony's been trying to do that. He's been writing kind letters of, to people, yeah. but he's also locked personally on right. Scadriel. So then he has to go as, you know, now a beggar king, yes. let's say, goes to all of the kingdoms a of the Noadon. other... Yes. <laughs> goes to all of the kingdoms of the other shards and is like, please, I am in exile from my planet. And as Harmony, I do not have the ability to attack because I can't do anything. But basically. you, Mercy, However, you can get up Valor, to some dark. Oh, Valor. Okay, Valor. You can come with me and help me win back my kingdom. I see Mercy as the ultimate shard ender that you need to like have on your team. Oh. Uh, uh, yes, of course. Oh, because the original thing is Mercy. Oh, beautiful, wonderful, light, happiness. All that's 
great, but she was around at the only other, you know, permanent ending of a mm. shard that mm-hmm. we have seen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I think there's a lot of darkness in Mercy. <laughs> She's like one of those, uh, you know, doctors that, like, kills people so that they can pretend to save them. They, like, get off oh, on killing people. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. They're like Mercy killings, but it's just in a dark, twisted way. <gasps> okay, maybe not. But I think, okay, we also need to think about Mistborn Era 3 and what we already know about that, which is that it's supposed to be a 1980s-ish spy situation. Mm-hmm. That's what we know. In my brain, I always imagine it as like sort of a 1984 situation. Okay, so it's a really like big brother government style trail you know, looking down upon you, eyes yeah, everywhere, like and you're like maybe, sneaking into the mainframe. You know, there are little cells of people who are trying to fight against Trell's influence mm-hmm. or something. Yes. I could be totally off base because, again, the knowledge that we actually have is that it's going to be a spy, like maybe a Cold War type thing. No, I think you're right on the money. So maybe that doesn't have anything to do with Big Brother brainwashing, but I think that's what's in my brain. <laughs> I think that's a perfect plan for the era three. And I love the idea of kind of reversing the reversal because era one, all of our characters are against this big brother-esque Lord ruler figure. Era two, everybody's living in a peaceful wonderland that Harmony created. Uh It's a perfect city and everything is wonderful and happy and oops. Then the set come around and are like, wait, no, it's not. This place sucks. Look at all the division. Look at all the corruption. Look at all. And they exploit some of the aspects of that perfect society and twist it and corrupt it. And then era three could be like, once again, you're in the same position. You've like regressed. They're going to progress technologically, Mm -hmm. but regress when it comes to the rights. And we're going to see a possible mirrored situation. First, you have absolute rule by a tyrant king in this Mm -hmm. case magical tyrant king and then you have a absolute rule by a distant bureaucratic trell or autonomy in this case but it's represented by like a a government bureaucracy a big brother s type thing okay and so then we need the same group that gets together you know a little ragtag group of magic wielders and they're gonna go infiltrate break down the system and then restore society to its potential for era four (laughs) okay i have plenty other theories and things that i could throw out however as we get closer to the release of lost metal we're gonna do a full episode about speculations or predictions yeah so So i'm gonna save at least a little bit (laughs) for that episode but you dear listener do not need to save hit us up on reddit twitter facebook all of the different social medias for now i love this update on the lost metal love speculating Let's wrap this bad boy up and put a little bow on it. What's going on housekeeping style? Yeah, let's talk about what we can expect from Cosmere Conversations in the next coming months. As we mentioned, we're going to be doing a sort of lead up series to the release of Lost Metal. As per usual, we will wait a couple of weeks after that book gets released, let everybody get their reading in. Maybe they've ordered a physical copy. They have to wait for it to arrive. Uh, So we'll wait probably two, maybe three weeks until we start diving in to Lost Metal discussion. Woohoo! As we've already mentioned, we're going to be doing our reread series on the Patreon. And then we will also do some occasional bonus episodes on Patreon for things like news updates and words of Brandon, etc. Probably more frequently than we tend to do them here on the main pod. We are going to be planning on Lost Metal-based episodes to take us through the end of 2022. And in 2023, we have the year of Sanderson. Yes. And this is big, especially with the news that Stormlight Archive has been delayed. Yes. The year of Sanderson. Thank goodness we have the year of Sanderson. It's now our main saving grace, except speculating on all movie stuff, which is going to be really (laughs) fun. But the year of Sanderson is all about those secret project books, each being released quarterly. So one each season of the year. And we are going to definitely want to talk about those books 
but also recognize that this is a special situation and it falls in the weird gray area of rules that we have. We have very few rules on this podcast, but one of the soft rules that we have tried to maintain is that we don't go beyond what is available for everyone. So we don't talk about things that, for example, are hidden in the library of BYU, you know, as Brandon's master thesis. We just don't talk about it. We know it's there. Yeah. But we try to only discuss things that are available for everyone. So a word of Brandon that's all public, yeah, we'll talk about that. Live stream, sure, we'll talk about that. But we don't want to go into things that people can't get access to normally. That puts us in an awkward position. Here's our solution to that. We are going to talk about the secret projects as part of our book club on Patreon. So we've been building a really great book club over there. We will first talk about the secret projects on Patreon and our book club and then wait some amount of time that we determine before having those conversations on the general podcast. According to Brandon, they are definitely going to work on getting those books, those stories to be available to the general public. However, they are being released to the Kickstarter supporters first. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this will allow enough time for other people to get and read those stories before we talk about them. That's basically what we are hoping, that Brandon and the team at Dragonstill will figure out other ways (laughs) to deliver these books to people so that then... It follows our rule that everybody has access to it, or at least theoretically could, and we can release them on the main feed. First run, if you are one of the super nerds and you want to know exactly what's happening with each secret project, you got to come to the Patreon, okay? If you want it, if you want it immediately, but if you feel join cool our with book waiting, club. yeah, the book club is great. You should definitely join it. And if you're happy with waiting, the episodes are going to get to you. They're going to make their way to the main feed. We hope it is coinciding with other options for people to buy those secret projects. Hopefully that works out for everyone. We are incredibly excited to be back on the microphone and be sharing great Cosmere conversations with everyone. Always. Until next time, life before death. Strength before weakness. Journey before destination. Destination.